thing for me. <laughs> Hi, welcome to another episode of Amalgam. I am your co-host Vivian here with Jasmine Page Moore. Hi. Hello. Um, hi, everyone. Oh, that's we're right. We're supposed to be smooth. Yeah, I was going to say, if you guys can't tell, we're switching personalities. I'm going to be the loud one today. Oh, my. Yeah, let's talk about that. So here's, here's, I'm sorry, I have to whisper. Here's the great thing about amalgam is that, <laughs> here's the great thing about amalgam is that we have people who listen to this show, right? That's great. But with that comes people who will share this and be like, hey, friends. Here, come watch this this episode in this show. And if you watched the um, Justice League episodes that we did, you would have seen the third Jonas brother, uh, Preston. Okay, namely, he's the Kevin. Come on, he's he's the Kevin. You know, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you can be. I'll be the Nick, even though I'm the tallest one in the group. That's fine. Um, anyway, so he showed his friend this video, and his friend, and I quote says i like the loud one and i wasn't going to comment on who that was until you know clearly the group chat. it was me <laughs> clearly clearly but i guess in our group chat everyone assumed it was for some reason assumed it was me um so my solution because apparently the only way for me to stfo is to get super drunk the night before so here we are guys i'm ready i'm ready for this episode yeah so i will be taking on the role of the loud one um mm. hey guys welcome to another oh, episode of amalgam yes it is <laughs> leave a comment bad. below if you think jasmine's volume level is at a thousand unnecessary if we need a headphone warning whenever you start this podcast well i'm the I... one who starts the podcast you're welcome any hoodle guys let's get into this what are we watching what what podcast is this right now who because you i interrupted you again as i do in your intros um yeah, i'm gonna let you sure. finish aren't we talking about like uh i don't know a cooking show maybe we are this is a cooking show nailed it speaking of no. which this day old pizza ain't doing it for me i don't know if it's That's soaking up all of the poison i imbibed last night but i did watch the episode this morning and let me tell you this show is upsetting me. Not the cooking the, show. I just watched the episode this morning. <laughs> Don't you're not supposed to tell them that. It's fresh in my mind. Guys, I am not in the best state of mind, which is the best way for us to be recording this podcast right now. I By the way, the episode she's talking about is episode two, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> the Star Spangled Man, just in case no one had any clue what we're going on about. I'm just saying, if you're if you've listened to the podcast this far and you don't know why you're here, kudos. You're my kind of people. You're just here for a good time. Like I dig it. <laughs> that being said, how'd you feel about the episode? I know you watched it twice, rewatched it, analyzed it, broke it down. <laughs> I watched it one and a partial amount of time, uh, once in a partial <laughs> amount of time, because I split that guy speeding through the next one or the second time. Um, I, I, I'm liking the show so far. I really do. Um, I, again, I think it's different than WandaVision. I don't, I hate that I, people are going to, I'm, I'm people. I hate that people are comparing it to WandaVision because they're two separate shows. But I think the only reason we're doing that is because they're the two, mar like, they're the two next we, phases of this universe. So well, hold on. We have to compare it to WandaVision. And I'm not saying we're comparing it in WandaVision as far as like thematically, but we have to compare it in the different styles. Like you said, these are the only two Marvel shows that we have out right now. And it would be a disservice to not look at them for what they are because they are the same universe. And they're two different mentalities. It, it's not that we're saying one's better than the other, but to put them both down and see how, how these different characters and in their lives interact, how they play in their worlds, how they play with their powers. Yeah. The, absolutely. I, I think that people who don't put them side by side are doing a disservice to the show. You know, we, we need to see how each of these players interact and to start a conversation of, well, what happens if now after the blip, all of these characters get in the same room? You know, it, it's mm -hmm. interesting to see how the paints would mix Yeah. if we're throwing out metaphors. That's true. And I, I mean, it does. It's for me, if I'm comparing it, I'd like to just it's good to know timeline-wise. Like, we know WandaVision mm -hmm. took place right after um, Endgame. And then this one's taking place a few months after Endgame. Mm -hmm. 
right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I know this, and and we're going to get into it, into the racial, you know, um, propaganda and just exploitation in this particular episode. However, I do want to bring up that point in reference to WandaVision, because if you caught us through, if you watched up to date with us, uh, Amalgam season one, WandaVision, particularly at the very, very end, Vivian brought up a point of, I think you, you mentioned after everything happened, she just walked away after enslaving all of these people and dealing with, dealing with everything that she dealt with. She just got to walk away. And I know the argument in that is, you know, she's the most powerful being, period. But that idea of, of, of her just being allowed to do this would not be okay for any of other ethnic superheroes, I feel like. It's just, it's an interesting commentary that they are really driving home, particularly in this episode two of Happen in the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I'm... I think, and I said this last season, oh my gosh, not last season. I said this last episode <laughs> and I think last season too, that they're diving into more stigmatized, uh, stigmatized topics like mental mm -hmm. health, like race, especially, yeah. well, race isn't so much stigmatized anymore. Uh, thankfully it's 2021. People are more open to talking about it, but mm -hmm. it almost seems like this show is kind of like nailing in the hammer with, uh, with talking about race but it's also like they're right. also dancing around it at the same time but i'm well, i'm hoping that we see it like progress more throughout the season i i i say they have to simply because i like the i mean as much as i hated the slow burn of the first episode because that was a slow burn this one was nice and i'm gonna try to because myself being a african-american i myself have both sides of it i have the privilege of being not as dark skinned as, you know, Sam Wilson, but I also have the negativity of my race being a different race. Um, so I, I get both sides of it. You know, I'm, I'm not included on either ends of the spectrum, but it's, it's really interesting the way that they slowly kind of digest this, you know, new Captain America tech, I mean, hashtag not my cat, but this new Captain America, because he doesn't understand, just like, you know, the rest of the world, we have to slowly food, spoon feed these people that unbeknownst to you, you have white privilege. And, and whether we want to hear it or not, Captain America, Steve Rogers also dealt with, he had his own white privilege that, you know, it's not his fault because that's, that's the thing about privilege is it's not anything that you ask for. It just because of the circumstances and because of the way that the government, the environment, your surroundings are, it's just given to you, you know, and it, it doesn't make you any less of a person. And, and Steve Rogers did his best to hold that Captain America mantle to the best of his abilities. But in this episode, we see that there were other, that there was a black Captain America and where, where Steve Rogers was celebrated and he was put on this high mantle, damn near the, the, he was the leader of the Avengers. Isaiah, the Isaiah was imprisoned. You know, and, and in the comic books, the only reason, the only reason he was imprisoned was because he went off to go and save people and stole Captain America's suit to do it and was imprisoned for 30 years. It, it's just, it's not something that's talked about and it was almost yeah. glossed over, you know, so I, I like that they are, are slowly, because I just think if they throw racism super hard, it's going to turn people off and it's unfortunate but I kind of need them to slowly give the information and I kind of don't want them to throw it all out at once because it's just going to go over people's head. I'd rather they, you know, let people digest it. Yeah, that is true that it's, it can go over some people's head and I, I guess I don't think of it in that way because I, I wanted to just be like, shouldn't, I don't think it should go over people's head. People should be able to blatantly see it when it, when it happens or is talked about, but you're right. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that character, Isaiah, I do have just a tiny little... Um, please give it to I love these. Little, I love these little tidbits. fact check, yeah, for please, him. Please. For those of you who are unfamiliar with him, you kind of already went over a little bit uh, oh. about him, why he was arrested. But in the comics, and I'm taking this from... Uh, it's from Decider.com, which took it from the Marvel fan base website. In the comics, Isaiah Bradley was one of 300 African-American men who were used in the government's attempt to recreate the last super soldier serum that turns Steve Rogers into Captain America. Um, 
and almost all of the men died, but with Bradley being the survivor who took on the suit and shield and fought Nazis in World War II, um, oh, well, all of them died and he did that, but because he yeah. stole the suit and shield for what would be his final mission against Nazis, the government tossed him into uh, jail for treason, and that's where he was for 13 years, is what they say in the comics. Um, and then we hear in the show that he was imprisoned for, I think he says 30 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so a little mm -hmm. longer. Um, and also the teenager, the teen boy who opened the yeah. door. Yeah! In the comics, yeah, he is also Isaiah's grandson, and he ends up following his father's footsteps and becoming the pa patriot of the Young Avengers. And I think, um, I think Eli, too, I don't know how, how deep you got into it. Are you going to talk about him? I mean, I don't, I don't know if we necessarily need to. It goes away from the episode. But I, I think it's interesting that even with Isaiah in, in the Young Avengers, he also kind of dealt, dealt with this, like, need to be and to perform and to, to outshine. And he, he didn't have, like, his, his uh, grandpa, I think he was. Yeah, he didn't have, like, his grandpa that that superpower serum. And I think he, uh, in the comic books, he had to like steal the mutant super developer or something like that. He was basically lying to be in the Avengers just because he wanted to live like his grandpa and uplift that mantle. And it wasn't until his grandpa was on his deathbed that they did a blood transfusion and he finally was granted the same abilities. So it's just mm -hmm. interesting how, and I, I gotta bring it back to race, how how much we have to do to prove that we belong and and to lift ourselves up whereas other superheroes don't have to work as hard yeah but yeah, yeah. i mean even even in the episode with um sam wilson walking in the baltimore or the the mayor yeah the baltimore streets and a kid kind of makes the joke of hey are you the black falcon and he's like well, why why i gotta be the black? why can't i just be the falcon you know it's mm -hmm. it's such a a stereotype for all black it's the you know the black panther or you know all it's uh, i could talk about this all day long but i want to go through the episode little by little yeah Sorry. i mean no this is the episode little by little these are yeah. that was obviously put it's a, that was a comment on that fact that most black characters are called like black panther uh what else is there uh the I'm, I'm thinking of, of the Shazam one, the the black. Oh God, what is he? The Rock is playing him soon, but it's another. It's another one of those like the the black. Oh my God. Same. I'm like I'm so bad at this. I now have to Google black name superheroes. I'm I'm sorry, guys. Fake fan over here. And they'll and and they'll all come up because that's that's usually what their how they go or what their aliases are. Mm -hmm. And, but I'm I'm glad that they threw that comment in here, and it, they did it so like seamlessly too. Like it's very subtle, but also it very direct as well. I mean, you say it's subtle, and then in the very next scene, you've got Bucky and Sam having a dispute outside, and immediately the Baltimore police come out and say, you know, well, hey, you know, they do they do the whole the race situation. Yeah, and they it's, start profiling Sam. It, racially profiling and it's not until they find out that he is sam wilson they're like oh i'm, I'm so sorry i mean i'm surprised that no, it's not until bucky bucky is the one who has to say do you not know who this is and that's where right yeah. how fucked up is that and oh my god we're not even let's go back to the beginning of the freaking episode i'm i'm so sorry guys and i'm sorry <laughs> to uh, i am so sorry to preston uh his friend who will remain nameless because i never got his name i can't be quiet i cannot be quiet especially in this episode <sighs> this is me ramping up can we talk about the beginning of this entire episode when they bring out not my cap hashtag and the first thing that you see is that he is at an hbcu a historic black college university he's got a black best friend named what the hell is his name like the oh battle star battles if that's not and the fact that bucky was like that's your name fuck you and like immediately as if he doesn't have a star on his arm like well anyway quintessential black best friend to the white best friend sidekick and he's got a black wife at an hbcu this guy doesn't even acknowledge the privilege he has and walks out to a drug line mm -mm. if you don't wash your hand that that flag <laughs> waiver guy at the beginning that high five dirty 
in in it was such a a parallel to to Steve Rogers' introduction in the nineteen what thirties, fifties, forties, one of those times where he did the exact same thing. The only difference is, is it was white people. But it's yeah. just. <sighs> I know what this episode was supposed to make me feel and it did it. I just, I, I hate that even online people are like, oh, it's not really about that. It was more about him stealing the shield. And I was like, no, no. it's just, it's, it's about imposter syndrome. And it's about the fact that Sam Wilson didn't feel like he deserved it, even though Captain America looked him in the eye and said, yes, you do. And that's such a stigma for everyone all, all all people of color to feel like they have to prove themselves and even when they do it's still not enough and they still don't feel like they believe it and they even even the guy being like um when he donated to the smithsonian and he shook his hand and was like sam this was the right move you did it it's gaslighting him and he immediately turns around and gives it to a white guy like what I mean, kudos. Yeah, I, I didn't. I did. I completely forgot thank about thank that. You that for he said that to him. No, no. I, please, oh, I'm enjoying me, listening to I'm, you. I'm just going to hear it and be in my feels for a minute. No, you talk. I'm do. just going to say everything. No, I forgot. <laughs> please share your thoughts after. No, I That's completely it. forgot that he told him like this was the right thing to do because now that I think about it, the way the way it's framed. Why is that the right thing for him to do? Why is it okay for Sam to give up the shield? As Sam, who is an Avenger, um, who has also served for the country for however many years he did. Um, mm -hmm. and Captain America he... specifically said, this is, this is my person. I'm nominated. I want him. Yes. And then they, yeah, you're like you said, they turn around and give it to someone else who, again, the opening scene when everyone is cheering for him, asking for his autograph, I'm like, do these people even know who this man is like why are they so willing and open to accepting this new captain america i try to put myself in the universe i mean obviously we feel attached or people have attachment to steve rogers because we we've, we've watched the mcu we have watched the character grow or whatever but if we were a character in this world do people do citizens I don't know, know Captain America that well, know Street Rogers that well, or is Captain America just an image for them that it's so okay for them to accept this new, this new white man, and that's what it is. It's just, oh, another white man taking up Captain America. It's what the same guy. Um, oh my God, yeah, that's, it almost makes it seem even more disgusting to me. You know, that that Captain America, it, it waters down Captain America, I'm sorry, it waters down steve rogers for me and it makes it seem like it it wasn't it wasn't the person it was the suit that people care about you know it's it almost is is indicative to me of the idea of superman you know uh and i what i mean by that is i mean it, it's i guess it's the same but what i mean by that is for us whenever we a new superman movie comes out like even this one like it doesn't really matter like yeah we like Henry Carval, but we don't really care about Henry Carval outside of Superman. You know, it, he it's it's Superman that we care about. And we could have put any other actor in that role, but it's Superman. Mm -hmm. I I think it just dilutes the hard work that that Henry Carval puts into making these characters. You know, mm -hmm. I care about if we're going back, I care about Chris Evans. I think Chris Evans is a great guy with his role as Captain America or without it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't like that. It makes it seem very gross to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and the thing is, when they started going or they, he had his interview and the woman, the interviewer was like, oh, if you don't know his resume, which <laughs> clever way to introduce us to this character. Like, yeah, none I of us know who this saying. man is. What is his resume? Tell me right now. And she says, you're the, he's the first person in American history to receive what was it? Three medals of honor. Three medals of honor. Um, yeah. They tested him, and he tested excellent in speed, like intelligence or endurance, whatever. Um, and that you know, okay, he's a good person, so you know, he's got he's got clout. Kudos to him. But at the same time, um, it's kind of just like he's a good person but why he gives me icky vibes like i don't like him everything every single thing he said i was sitting there like i don't like this man right icky but he didn't do anything wrong i mean he said a really good line and it made me because i feel the same there's something about him that feels a little sneaky and even when all the um 
flag smasher stuff was happening, it it almost made me feel like in my mind, like, you know, how we speculated at Amalgam. It almost made me feel like, ooh, like they showed up a little too quick there. Like, are they the ones that are feeding them information? And I was like, oh, maybe not. That feels too easy. But like, a part of me feels like he's sneaky. But in that interview, he said. They, they asked him, you know, like, why do you feel like you're good at this or whatever? I don't I don't remember the quote, but he said, I just want to make people feel safe, you know, and, and that is something that Captain America, Steve Rogers did is that he always made people feel safe. And that doesn't mean that he saved everyone, but he gave people the feeling of being safe. And I think that that is beautiful. And, and the fact that for me, it seemed very genuine it kind of pissed me off because I was like, oh, you're kind of a good guy. And he yeah. is, you know, he's he's not as, in the comic books, they almost make him out to be like a, an anti-hero or straight up villain, the way that he went about saving people almost to a fault, like we said in the, in the prior episode. But this one, he just seems like a genuinely good guy. I know, and it makes you mad, right? It makes you mad! Like, I don't, wanna, I don't mad. want to like this new Captain America. But also, and I mean, Spellman said it himself that they knew that they would have to kind of redeem the character of John Walker in the TV show to make him seem like he deserves this shield and to take up the the role of Captain America. So we're supposed to like him. Like, we're supposed to think, okay, maybe he does deserve this. But again, I mean, we see towards the end of the episode, we see after that scene where they uh, they take on all those super soldiers and they show up to the fight and they're kind mm-hmm. of driving back in the little whatever um and he's kind of making these little jabs at sam and bucky of just like you know we can be a good team but obviously they're not being open to that and he was like well i just i would love to have cap's wingman on my side when i tell you i yelled oh the wingman what did sam Sam say it's always the last line ain't it it's always the last line (laughs) yeah and it yeah i mean if he it was the first line for me. It was the minute this man walked out in that in the last episode. That was it for me. But um, mm-hmm. no, yeah, he. Everything he says just seems like there's a hidden agenda. Like this character has to have a hidden agenda. I don't know what it is yet. Maybe it is that he. I don't know. Maybe it is that he just wants the role and that's it, and he's gonna do whatever it takes to to have that role. But. But I don't like it. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me. Cause I, I wanna, I want very much for him to understand. I, I want this character, not my cap hashtag to, to understand that as much as you want this and as much as you may have worked for it, it doesn't mean that you were entitled to it. And it sucks that I say that. Cause the second it came out of my mouth, I was like, well, that argument works for Sam too. The difference being that Captain America, Justice himself said, this is my replacement. You know, this is what I want. And it just goes back to that imposter syndrome. And and I, I again, and now I say that, but like, what right does it have to Sam who gave it up? You know, despite you having imposter syndrome and, and saying, you know, I, I don't want this and giving it up, you gave it up. You know, what right do you now have to go to America and say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Like, let me take it back. And I think that's what he was trying to elicit to 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 Bucky in that conversation as they head to the airplane. Mm-hmm. What right do I have to tell America, oops, sorry, you know, I, I fucked up. And I think that in the therapist scene was what he was trying to say. Yes, Bucky, you have every right to be mad at me. I fucked up. But I fucked up. You know, there's no going back now. It is what it is. And now we have to live in this world where mistakes were made. It's not right for me to then go to the world and say, my bad, and and take it back. But he also, in that therapy session, he also makes that statement where he says, why, he's like, you, maybe you'll never understand this, but you need to accept that maybe I thought that what I was doing was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think we do need to acknowledge that because... Yeah, everyone's going to say, why couldn't Sam just take up the mantle? Yeah, I still don't think it's that he thought he wasn't deserving or good enough of it. I, I truly think it was just because he doesn't think, you know, anyone, no matter if you're good enough or not, should take on Steve's role because that was Steve's role um, or Steve's mantle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, 
I don't know. He's right. No one. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I forgot. No, you're good. I, I, I understand what you're trying to say that no one himself or anyone should, it, it should be put aside. There should be new heroes. There should be new ways of going about it. There needs to be a new face. And by whitewashing even more, you know, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers image, it, it, it replaces him and it replaces his image and says that, like we said earlier, that it, that he didn't matter, that Steve Rogers didn't matter. And, and that the only thing that matters. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'll say it's also, I'm just emphasizing, I'm kind of reiterating here, but please reiterate. No, it's just emphasizing also what's the government or what America's mm -hmm. image of a Captain America hero oh symbol of the U.S. Yeah. should still look like, which is, it is 2021. Them, you know, still a blue-eyed, blonde-haired white man. And that's you where... An Aryan. Oops, Hail Hydra. <laughs> Speaking of Hail Hydra. Um, Speaking of Hail Hydra, yeah, let's talk, let's, let's get into that. Um, so we have, we have new characters again, or old characters, I guess. Old new I, characters. Can I, cause, cause we, I brought this up last time. And I love that I get to bring it up again. But why is Bucky putting himself in scenarios that are uncomfortable so easily? I get that it's it's he's turning over a new leaf, maybe. But in the last episode, the first, I, I don't know if I made this comment or if we talked about it outside, but why would Bucky, who was, you know, in these therapy sessions before and, and being manipulated by a therapist, why would he then have the opening scene in a therapist's office? Like, kudos to him. It just doesn't fit the character of Bucky in my mind and maybe other people's well, mind. I'm not to, sure. Though. Sure. Yeah, court ordered. Mm -hmm. I get it. It just is rude. Um, but then to be like, hey, I know what we can do. Let's go see this other guy who manipulated me and caused a civil war and, and I killed Tony Stark's parents. Like, why would you willingly? I, I get it that you need to, I guess. You have no other leads but to go to this guy. I don't know. It just feels mean. Like like Bucky is a, a glutton for punishment for himself or a masochist or something. Like some internalized kink, I guess, of like drudging up his past. Well sometimes I feel like I feel like with like emotional trauma in that way. Well mm -hmm. he, he went through emotional, physical, he went through all of the trauma. But oh, yeah. I with those instances, I feel like some people find it hard to walk away from the things that brought them that pain. Like they're almost more willing to go back to the things that brought that caused them that pain. Mm -hmm. And maybe Bucky, I feel like he could feel almost not that he deserves it, but like he did do a lot of bad things. He murdered a lot of people unwillingly, but he must still feel guilty from that. And I you know, I wouldn't put it past him to feel like maybe he puts himself in those situations because he, one, he thinks he deserves it, or two, because he doesn't know how else to or what else to do to, like, what deal with he... all of those things that he still has kept in his mind. I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's in the therapist scene, you know, when they're getting close and their knees are touching. It's very awkward, Doc. Um, he says to Sam, you know, if if Captain America was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. And I think that's exactly what you are, you're getting at, is that Bucky feels like he needs to prove himself. And I think in the last episode, or no, 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 this wasn't a, I was talking to someone else and I was like, I understand, I understand why Sam Wilson is upset with this new cap because he was friends with Captain America. But Bucky Barnes was friends with Sam Wilson or was was friends with, with Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why why he really cared that much that there's a new Captain America. And I think it had to be explained to me that there is no separation in Bucky's mind for Captain America or for, for Steve Rogers. But I, I don't know. For me, I can see a difference. I can see Bucky having more of a relationship with Steve Rogers, especially in the past because they grew up together, than he would with Captain America. So for him getting this upset... I, for me, I'm not buying it necessarily. I can, I can, okay, sure, but I'm not necessarily buying it. Sam Wilson, on the other hand, should be infuriated. But I don't know. I, I, I would love your opinions on what you think he meant by he was he would be wrong about me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we so Bucky. 
We know that Steve knows that Bucky is a good person, or Steve feels like Bucky is a good person, that he's always been, had the best of heart, the best type of, you know, soldier. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like after everything that Bucky has done, he probably feels like a horrible human. He probably sees himself as a monster, whereas Steve, I can't imagine how many conversations maybe they've had. I'd like to imagine that they've had them. Steve telling him, like, you know, you're not – what you did doesn't define you because that wasn't you, and I see better in you. I know you're a better person. So to Bucky, if Cap was wrong – if Steve was wrong about Sam being able to take – like, being such a good guy that he can take on Captain America, if he was wrong about that, if he was able to judge Sam wrongly for that, then that might mean that, you know, to Bucky, Steve's judge of character wasn't correct, and so he must have mm-hmm. judged him wrong, and he actually is a monster – despite whatever Steve has ever told him before. I, there's just, I mean, you you talk about it a lot. There's just so much mental anguish in this show. And I appreciate it. I think I, I in our group chat, I mentioned, you know, the boys were very much like, yeah, this show is great. And I was like, of course you're going to say that. You're a boy. Like, naturally, you're going to like it. Like, we like WandaVision. Like, I, I put that distinction. But after this episode, there was so much that I was, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, yep, yeah, like I was, yep. yeah, I was, I was after this episode, I'm like, maybe I should have waited to get this. Is good. Yeah, this whole episode, I was like, fuck, they were right. This is a, this is a good show. Damn, uh, I, a good one. I'm not gonna say I made a mistake. Like I would no. never. Those words, no, not unless it was like a drinking game. One of them was good. These, but again, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, these are two different shows. Right. These are two different shows. One was playful. This one, though, is just raw. And it's like I, I get the cute little playful banters and things, and those for me are a little awkward. But the crux of this show, even, even the Flag Smashers, you know, it's – I don't even necessarily – I hate their method. But the, the way that they're, they picked a great villain – they picked a wonderful villain for this show. Uh, Car- Carly, I think is what her name, or, or because they, they switched it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's more the, the Carly, I, I want to make sure I'm getting that right, because yeah. she's, it's, it's a male in the comics, and they switched it to a female for this one. Kudos again to them. Their entire message was, you know, they just want the world, one world. What, what is their little slogan? It's like, it's like one people, one world, or something like that. The whole, their whole plot point and their whole mission in life is to get us back to how it was before the blip and that's not an awful concept you know that it would be as if the 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 united nations took over and it was just one world pangea if you will she don't know about pangea uh but anyway you know like that would be (laughs) like quoting tiktoks here that's that's not a bad concept and it just kind of reopens my mind to the insanity of of what did what did she say? She said something like, "They care more about the people who came back than the people who were here," mm-hmm. and that, to me, sucks. And I think it was shown even in the last episode with uh, Sam's sister. Mm-hmm. You know that she can't get alone. She can't deal with all this stuff that's going on in her life because she was there, and she had to deal with it. And life didn't get better. It's just this this whole episode, there's just so much in it that is real. And it's... Yeah. <sighs> there's a lot there's of a lot. larger topics to to dissect now. Like they're mm-hmm. off, not offering, but they're giving us so many little... Um, a lot of little themes, a lot of little... I don't know, different Show problems, like real world problems. Yeah, real world things that we can dissect now, but we're seeing it in the perspective of, you know, superheroes. I know, I know we need to bring up Tina really quick and, and I'm going to let you finish, but we talked about it in the Justice League um, where I brought up the point of in DC, I don't feel like I'm actually in the universe. I feel like I'm a spectator. I cannot say that with Marvel. Marvel is bringing these real world themes, you know, d- BLM issues. They're, they're bringing up the world and I feel like I'm in it so much so that you and I are discussing the what ifs of if if this happened, you know, if if we hadn't blipped out, what would that be like? And if we did blip out, you know, what what would we come back to? Yeah. And it it gives me an emotional stake in it. 
And I like that. I feel like I am in this universe and it's a great thing. And I, I say kudos to Marvel for that. Yeah. That being said. And I'm like, I think, I think it's time for Tina. I think it's time for Tina. Yeah. Tina, Tina, enjoy your life. Do your thing, babe. Uh, we'll be here on the other side. Boom. You are listening to a Nerdy Bunch production. You can listen to our podcasts every day of the week, starting with Amalgam, a Marvel and DC podcast hosted by Jasmine Page and Vivian. Horror Whores, hosted by Justine. Co-op Mode, hosted by Ellie and Ivan. Ulu Squadcast, hosted by Cheyenne and Caleb. Torn Talk, a Star Wars podcast hosted by Clarissa and Isabel. Gamers for Life, hosted by Jarrell and Arthur. And finally, the Nerdy Bunch podcast. For more info, visit our website, www.mynerdybunch.com. Tina out. Hello, welcome back. Thank you, Tina. You do that so well every time, like Jasmine says. Every time. A gem, a true, a true pinnacle of glory. You know what? We should donate her to the Smithsonian. She's great. She's great. Or she'll just live forever, right? Because that's that's the theme for Marvel. You'd be doing the right thing if we donated her to the Smithsonian. Ooh, ah, oh, my soul. Thank you. Thank you for gaslighting. Does that mean that I deserve her? Is that what you're trying to say? That I, I'm supposed to keep Tina? That means Ugh. you don't deserve her. It means you don't deserve her. Um, I, I would love to talk about, now that we're, I mean, we joke, but it's a very serious thing. Um, I want to talk about the government and how rude they are. And, and what I really want to talk about is the difference between because we kind of danced around with hashtag not my cap and, and Battlestar. But what does that look like on the other side? You know, just putting these two together, you've, you've got two teams, one working with the government, one without, one white guy on both sides, one black guy on both sides. But the difference between them, you know, I, I want to know your thoughts and how you think this whole thing is going to play out. Um, well when so when they made that comment when john made that comment about hacking into sam's tech and sam was oh, like you you hacked into my tech and then the bat battle star i can't they say star. the name battle star without thinking of battle scars from twilight i'm just gonna put battle that out there <laughs> i was like i thought you were gonna take it too i can't think of like battle star galacta i was like okay same yeah but no, no twilight stars. Oh my God. What, does that, no. what does that say about how this character feels in your mind? <laughs> that that your reference is, is what is that, Eclipse? And the fact that I know exactly what movie and the scene, yes. like, what's wrong with me? I've got this great taste in movies, guys. This is now a Twilight podcast. No, but when he <laughs> made that comment, like, well, you know, technically that's government property and uh, we're the government. Like, that shut just, the fuck up. I know. I was like, shut <laughs> up. I'm tired of hearing you talk. Again, everything time he spoke i was like i don't like it but um, and it's, but, but what sucks is like as much as we're like sticking up our middle fingers he's not wrong it's just yeah. like he's he's not wrong but like fuck you dude like seriously it's like you could go about this better he can just go about things he could say things with less haste it feels like everything he says is like he has a hidden fuck you within each sentence and he it does me. but it, he he also has this air of entitlement mm -hmm. and just like and, and, that's what it is and privilege. It's it's an air of entitlement and untouchability. And it is so bothersome to me. And I get it. That's the character. I mean, that that truly is John Walker. That is the character is that he feels that he deserves this and that he's worked hard for it. And, and he's not a bad guy. He's just a wrong guy. And it's it's at the end of the day, what he wants is to do good. But he just doesn't see anything around that. And it's just a, he's a great character. He's not a good character by any means, but he is a great character. If the only thing in your core, I mean, that's, but that's the same thing about terrorists. The only thing they want is to do good. And in their minds, I know I got to do the comparison now, but like <laughs> in their minds, all they want is to do good as well. It's just the methods by which they do them are not good. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, who really defines who's the hero and who's the villain? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. And I mean, that's where an that's what an anti-hero is too. And it almost seems like, like you said, his his character in the comics seems very much more like an anti anti-hero. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like we're dancing around that in the show because I feel like people like we, they don't want to like him. But like you said, he's not a bad guy. But it's also mm. he does feel entitled to wear the suit and he does feel like he deserves it. But who is he to say that to Sam Wilson who gave up the suit? Sam one is he's like Sam 100% deserved it. And I'm still waiting for this guy to one maybe apologize or at least acknowledge the fact that acknowledge you know, it sorry i took the suit or sorry i accepted the suit if this man was really a good guy he would have done the same thing sam did and said you know what i will i will i can be a hero i can you know fight for the country make people feel safe but i'm not going to do it as captain america okay hold on because i gotta i gotta i gotta scenario this one real quick okay sorry i, gotta, I, I gotta did not answer your question at all <laughs> no i don't even know what the question was we we'll moved come on back from to it. the question my my thing though we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna scenario this one out because now i gotta call a little bit of bullshit on that so so it's it's worth yeah make a face so we're in the, we're in the marvel times and captain america's shield is in the smithsonian and the government comes to you a soldier who's been in the field 30 plus years i'm assuming i don't know how old he is he could be 17 for all i know um you've been in the field for a while you've got three medals of honor your only mission is to save people and to be the symbol of hope and not not the symbol of hope but your only mission is to make people feel like they are safe and the government itself of the greatest nation in the world, the home of the Avengers, comes up to you with the leader of the Avengers sword and says, you need to take on this mantle. You truly think that this man, and I, I get I get what you're saying as Vivian, but you are not Vivian now. You are John Texas Walker. And you are looked in the eye and say, you you she gags you you are the one that we choose to take up this mantle do you accept or do you deny i understand what the right thing to do is but do you truly think that he would that's why i'm no i don't think he would clearly he didn't but that's what i'm saying if he was truly deep down a good person i think he would have been able to still do what he wants to do keep people safe without accepting the man i don't think i'm a good person because despite knowing everything that i know i would have i i would have taken it well, i would have I mean, well that's what separates john walker's character from sam's character no, i'm not talking about, i'm talking about jasmine page more i'm saying that if i i'm saying myself and that is what separates I, jasmine page more from vivian <laughs> exactly that's that's the, but here's and and here's my thing and it's it's it sucks and luckily i am of ethnic variety so at least i'm getting some points in the right direction at least it'd be a spicy captain america like it would damn. be a, a spicy captain america Just a little bit of spice a little bit of spice yeah i i but the difference being is that i could i could feel confident that i could look sam wilson in the eye and say you fucked up and now it's my job to fix it you know, and that's the difference is that is that Captain America gave this to you and you threw it away. I agree with Bucky 100 percent. You threw this away because for whatever reason in your mind, you justified that it was not correct. And so you made you made Captain America look like an idiot, both for giving it to you and when you gave it up. That's on you. Now it's on to me to make the best of the situation and I'm going to do the best that I can. And that's my mindset. And so, yeah, if that if that mantle was given to me, seeing how America is is crippled right now, I at this point, fuck privilege, fuck the world. This is in front of me and I need to take it and do the best with it that I can, because I don't know what the next guy or who the next guy is going to be. You know, it now could be. It could now, be, let me ask you this question. Ooh, give if, it to me. Do you, do you think that. If the government or even if John Walker himself sought out Sam Wilson, if they warned him or told him like, hey, if you're not taking this mantle, we're giving it to someone else, then do you think Sam would have taken it or would he, do you think he still would have walked away from it? Um, if he knew they would have gave it away. I think I personally think that Sam Wilson is a pansy pussy and I shouldn't have said that. I think he's a pansy, period. I think Sam Wilson is a pansy. That's a better sentence. You can cut everything I said before. Um, I think he's a pansy and what he would have done 
is taken the shield so that no one else could use it, but I do not think he would have taken up the mantle. And to be honest, we kind of talked about this in the last episode. I don't think that there, it, it just doesn't work with him. Where's the shield going to go? You know, on his person, I, it's, it's going to go up. It's going to collect dust either way. You know, it, it would be, he would be Captain America name only because it just doesn't fit unless he can find a way that it becomes retractable and like can fold up in his pocket. It's too bulky. It just doesn't go with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe yeah. in the comic books it works, but I don't, I don't see it working with him. I guess. But I mean, now I'm just thinking like, I know for, for character's sake and for comic mm-hmm. book character integrity, obviously Captain America, the way he looks, the person he is, he, you can't, not that you can't replace it, but you can't change it. But also it's like, why does Captain America, and I'm just asking for, if we were real world and we had a Captain America, why does Captain sure. America have to look or be that way? Like, why does he have to have, I mean, I know the shield is a symbol, yeah, but you know, it is 2021. Things change. Why couldn't Captain America be Falcon, but just be, and I'm just speaking like in Sam Wilson's case, but really sure. it could be anything. Like, why does it have to stick to that star spangled banner shield wearing, you know, image? I don't know. I speaking of, do we still sing the star spangled banner in school? Is that uh, a thing still? At like, do you mean like the Pledge of Allegiance or are you? Yeah, the Pledge you... of Allegiance. Is that still a thing? They still, I mean, before COVID. So like last year, I work at a school. Last yeah. year, yeah, they would still do Pledge of Allegiance in the morning. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, I, uh, I we guess, yeah. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not really, re- it's just you saying you like this country. It feels so very like soldier-esque to me. You know, like it's, it's weird. I'll say it. It's weird that they make kids in school say the Pledge of Allegiance. Like it's and very... like you have to do it. I definitely was one of those kids who either wouldn't, and I. It's not that I, in my youth, had this anti-patriotism like embedded into me. I just, from a young age, kind of knew that cheap robot-y, it's Why? Why? Why because do we instill do that? into our minds as children that we have to? pledge allegiance to this country that we have to love this country and do absolutely anything for it even though this country sometimes doesn't do what it needs to do for right give it the it's it's not a balanced scale and Mm. so it just to answer your question to bring it back why yeah why why do we need the star spangled banner to be the symbol of we got the colors we got the essence Mm -hmm. we we have we have the essence of america and you know why maybe that's what and now I'm, you know, we're, it's a show we're theorizing, but maybe that's what sure. Sam Wilson was thinking is that there can be change. We can let go of Captain America. That's a thing of the past. That was something they mm-hmm. needed during World War II and we can right. move forward from it. I think that was his mentality. I think he knew we could have another hero. It just didn't have to be that. So this but is just we, America. We struggle. Sorry. Yes. No, I would say we struggle to let go of things like that. People don't want to let go of their precious little, you know, star-spangled flag. This episode was, was it, isn't that what it was called? The star-spangled man? Yeah, um, the star-spangled man. Well, that's, yeah, it's a yeah. reference to, to Captain America yeah. during his propaganda. He was telling bail bonds. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's, it's just a, another reference to we're playing a role. We're not actually superheroes. Because that's what they they referenced uh, uh, Steve Rogers as when he was selling bail bonds. He was just a costume. He wasn't actually a hero. And for them to kind of name it the same thing, my question now is, which one, which one is the puppet? You know, is it is it Sam and Bucky, or is it Battlestar and and Texas Walker? You know, <laughs> which which one? is playing the puppet and which one is the real hero the pup well and that brings us full circle back to your question about you know those the ones running under government watch and then we have sam and sam and wilson oh my gosh sam and bucky (laughs) who you know label themselves as free agents and Mm -hmm. if their work if for texas walker john walker whatever sorry (laughs) what was battlestar's real name hold on i wrote it down somewhere it was like lamont or something uh, it wasn't Lamont. It's something. It's something easy, and I Lamar feel like Haskins. Lamar, Lamar Hopkins. Lamont. Haskins. Is Haskins? It Haskins. I wrote Haskins. Um, I, I'm inclined to believe it. 
Yeah, Lamar Haskins. They, I, I mean, if they're working for the, if they're working for the government, I'm gonna say they're the puppets. Um, they, I mean, are they though? I mean, they're are the they? ones that I mean, monitored by everything. Sure, but they're the ones that are unlike. I don't know. I, I just feel like it's it's more presentational for Sam and Bucky because they're they're the public eye. You know, they're the ones that everyone rec- – but I can't really say that now because now Captain America is being shoveled around. I guess the difference Can you really is- say they're the ones everyone recognizes when Sam Wilson was racially oh, profiled by – Right. Twice I, I already. It just – it just kind of feels like for me, the government is trying to put Bucky and Sam on the shelf. Like like they're trying to, to sit them down. Kind of like how Captain America was like, no, you stay out of the action. You just whatever, like sit over there. And they're trying to put the real soldiers out in the field. It, the, it, the, the hierarchy and the displacement is there in my mind. And I think that's what I'm kind of keying into. I'm doing a bad job explaining it because it's not really there. But that's kind of what I'm seeing is them just telling them to sit down and I don't like it. I'm interested to see where the show goes though. And I, I, I do appreciate them really kind of dying, diving into these themes. And I, I hope, I hope against hope that we keep going because there's a lot more to be seen. No, I mean, we still have plenty more episodes and it's already, for a Marvel show, it's already going, it's going in on these things, Mm -hmm. on, on race, on mental health, on these different stigmatized topics. And I think it's just going to keep, they're going to keep the ball rolling. So, So I mean, what are your expectations for the show then? Overall expectations? Overall, um, we didn't even talk about the big three. (laughs) I expect for it to be good. I do. I also expect for it to be good. So, so what are you thinking? Um, aliens, androids, or wizards? It sounds like um, all three combined because you know super yeah. soldier serum. We didn't even talk about the super soldier serum. <laughs> Let's do it. There's still time. There's what do you want to talk time. about? There's no, just time. that's it. Just that. Damn. There's eight more people with super soldier serum. There's probably more. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I don't imagine Isaiah being the only super, because I mean, I know that he is. I know in the comic books, he's the only one that survived. But now they're giving it out like hotcakes. It's it's damn near the boys up in this show. Like, like everyone's a superhero at this point. It's, it's damn near the, the boys. You know, everyone's got a superpower. I dig it. And I like, I like that it's real. They're these... These are real people just trying to make a change. Nobody is a bad guy in this show. And yet everybody's a bad guy. I have I have reasons to like and dislike every single person, but I like the that the serum is being talked about. Mm-hmm. And it's again not being stigmatized. That being said, I don't think that enough people how are they getting this? That switching... Carly received a text. I don't know if you no reddit or whatever i think it It was something like us you took what was mine i'm going to find you so i'm pretty sure Uh carly and i i did a little bit of research the villain would be known as the power broker oh Um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right so there's there's a villain on a villain yeah okay cool. yes so yes exactly so there carly is stealing all of this super soldier serum i'm assuming from power broker because he said Mm. you stole what's mine and i'm gonna come for you um but technically he's still or they are still mystery villain but we so, do have so, it looks like double bad here maybe so, triple if we count john walker uh, well now i'm just thinking if i'm writing this story if there's two villains there's always only one villain because one of the villains is gonna have to become ally it was and agatha we, all along it was agatha all along oh my god yeah yeah, I do think I my expectation. I really do think that at the end, John Walker is going to redeem himself, and they're going to be fighting side by side. And he's not. I don't know. I was thinking Carly. I was thinking. I was thinking John Walker is going to become the super bad guy, and he's not going to give up the mantle. And like Carly and and Bucky and Sam have to work together because Carly's lost all of her little dudes because they keep sacrificing themselves for her. And now they all have to work together to take down John Walker. Like that's... Eventually, John Walker does take the super soldier serum. Mm. So you're right. It could be they could go down that plot line of maybe he ends up 
either teaming up with the the what is it the, the what flag smashers the flag i keep wanting smashers. to say flag stoppers the flag smashers <laughs> and he gets the serum and then carly you know they beef it out and she turns against him and teams up with captain bucky not captain mm. bucky r.i.p captain <laughs> or not cap bucky and sam not cap falcon Hashtag yes not sam and bucky yes we'll we will see we a lot see. a lot going on here and i'm i'm really enjoying this show so far Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back. Wandavision was hard to get through the first like three episodes, but mm-hmm. right with this show right away, I'm already I'm really happy with it so far. I, I am too. I feel like this is it's it's nice. As fun as Wandavision was, I didn't have to pay attention to it. I could just kind of put it on the background, and I knew it was happening. It was jovial. It was fun. This one, I like that it's making me think. I didn't like it this morning, but I do like generally that it makes me think and it makes me question and I don't have to do as much research and and fact finding and comic book reading as I did for WandaVision. You know, WandaVision had so yeah. many so many easter eggs and it felt more like a treasure hunt whereas this one feels more like a reality check like you could just take so it you it, can watch it and take it all in and form your opinion form your opinions this is you could mm-hmm. do this with everything but everything. specifically with this show it's kind of like you said before it's more relatable in a way mm-hmm. it, it's hitting me in a different place it's hitting me more, more mentally than than wandavision was wandavision i feel like it hit the heartstrings this one is hitting me more mentally and i don't mean mentally intellectual but just mentally in that it's making me really think and evaluate judge question and raise concern oh yeah 100 so, percent. me too i'm really glad i said that entire sentence because i feel so proud of me that was a beautiful sentence and i didn't feel queasy at all through that i, I thought that was smooth and i'm propping myself up for that so good job you sound like john walker <laughs> i mean i would take i would take the mantle yeah, that's me. You heard it so here first, else? you guys. Jasmine Pagemore would take the Captain America. I would. American, America mantle. In less than a heartbeat, half a heartbeat. In a in a heart attack, I would take it. So I'm I, I don't know. I feel good. How you feeling? I'm feeling I'm feeling a little eh. Eh? Still, about the future I'm, of the episodes or, or just this episode in particular? About this man. This hashtag not my cap. Hashtag not my cap. And not nothing cap. also, nothing against this actor I, because I've also seen so many people slandering the actor himself. Oh, uh, Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. Yes. He's, you know, he's he's trying. He's doing a great job. But John Walker <laughs> himself, the character, I don't like him. I don't like him either. I, I uh, kudos to him. He's, he's a great, I always find that interesting too, is these actors who get these roles where immediately people are like, ew. Like, I don't like you. And what that does as an actor, does that mean that you're a really good actor because people don't like you? Or is it is it icky that your first big breakout role is yeah. something that everyone hates? But he's you know, obviously like, doing a great job if the point was for people to, like, like this guy but also not like this guy. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, kudos. That's all I'll say is kudos. Yeah. Any other but, points we need to bring up? Oh, you I don't. but. No, I would say but to our audience, if you agreed with any of the points we made, disagree, please let us know. We always like to hear your theories. What do you guys think about uh, Sam giving up this? Would you take the Captain America mantle? <laughs> Are you, you a Jasmine me? or a Vivian? Are you a John Walker or a Sam Wilson? Please oh, let us know. Oh, is that the comparison? Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> Angel or devil, guys? Which one you choosing? Jesus. We got we got new titles now. It's it's no longer the loud one. It's It's... It's the angel or the devil on the shoulder. They're both tapping. Yes, sir. Alrighty, guys. I think this is I think this is the end. Yes? I think this is it. Tune in next week for another episode. Mondays. Some point on Mondays. It's always some on point. Monday though. It is always on a Monday. Thank you guys so much. Um, as always, leave us our comments, follow us on social media. You'll hear them all at the end of this feel. And um, yeah, what are your theories? What are your expectations? What are your hopes? Like Vivian said. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Amalgam Podcast. Amalgam is a part of the Nerdy Bunch production. This show is produced by Ivan Gonzalez, Jasmine Page, and Vivian Ferreira. For additional content, please follow us on Instagram at the Amalgam Podcast and on TikTok at Amalgam Podcast. 
And if you're feeling extra spicy, you can also visit us at www.mynerdybunch.com forward slash amalgam. Hope to see you guys there.